0: It's Coffee Club time! Time now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reichard, Tim Onnie, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips Now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday morning coffee club. I'm hosting I'm Dave Reekard and I'm Chris and I are hosting the coffee club today because Bill is on his way back from Florida to Indiana.
1: Without a jacket, and he's gonna be cold.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I has got one packed away when he get. well, I guess it doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> so
0: I guess to to get started, we will go around the panel, and uh, I guess we'll start with Jenny in Indiana.
3: Good morning, everybody. It's going to be cool here today. What, in the 50s? That won't be too bad, unless you've come from 85 or almost 90. But anyway, it's, things are going well here.
0: Well, that's a good thing. (laughs) What is the temperature in Indiana?
3: I don't know right now. I think
4: I don't know. Thirty-nine. Right. Thirty-nine.
5: Forty-eight
0: degrees
4: Fahrenheit.
6: All right. High of sixty degrees. Sorry about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, let's see. We we have a guest today uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Doug Hunsinger, known as DJ Doug.
6: Hello, so, everyone, uh, and I uh, hope everybody's doing well. As you know, it's 48 degrees here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I forgot my uh, Echo device was plugged into everything, and I talked to her without having this mic on, and all of a sudden I hear her everywhere. So, But anyway, I hope <laughs> all everyone's right. doing well today.
0: All right. Well, let's switch up to... Albany, New York.
2: Jeff. Hey, good evening. How are good you? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. matter where are you listening? We're doing okay here in Albany, New York. It, it is forty-nine degrees here, and we're going to have a high of sixty-two degrees. So I'm not really complaining too much. And for those who like to buy Amazon products, I just uh, read uh, that the Echo Dot, I believe, is on sale for eight dollars and ninety-eight cents. And if you buy the Dot, and you can get now a month of Amazon Music bundled in with it if you buy the Dot from Amazon. So uh, that's that's what I just heard. That's interesting.
7: $8.98. All right.
2: That's great. The Echo Dot, $8.98. Wow. That's what it said. There you go. <laughs> might be worth getting for, I uh, use mine for the clock app. Uh,
4: <laughs> might be worth getting one just for that.
0: And that would be Tim. Yes. So, you. how's it going, Tim?
4: Good morning. Oh, here, 33. And, All uh, right. And like I said, in Indianapolis, it's thirty nine, so sorry, Bill. No jacket, huh? <laughs> well
0: at least you don't have any snow.
4: No, not yet.
0: <laughs>
1: and he didn't ask me, but I'm doing well.
0: <laughs>
2: well I hadn't got to you. How could
0: forget you? That's
2: why that's uh, why that's why you that's why he's in the doghouse now, you know. Yeah. Is that yeah. the way you usually get treated, Chris?
1: Nah. It's... I probably won't get it's any, it's any lunch now. In
0: <laughs> well, that won't be a good thing if well, I don't get any lunch.
1: Have to cancel the Doordash order.
2: Mm, <laughs> no porn for you today. <laughs> no, but you uh, I was gonna say Red Robin. I like, I like some of the burgers. <coughs> some of those are pretty good. So.
0: Okay, Chris, do we have anybody else here?
1: Well, I think that's all the panel. We just want to say good morning to Julie and Joe and Ellen and Bill and um uh, Jerry. So, and they're all there. They're all here all right and whoever else is out there well as you know it is convention season for nfb and acb and probably others and we know that you may not be able to go to the conventions we're going to talk about this morning but we thought if we had some people on there from the acb state convention here and the NFB state convention that's coming up in Arkansas and whomever else wishes to call in about their state convention whether you've had it or you know what's going to be on it. It is our hope that by doing that by sharing some things with you that you might get some general idea of what you might find at a consumer group state convention. So that's the topic that we're going to start with, and so uh, I'm anticipating that some people will call in, but since Doug is already here, do you want to talk about what happened last weekend at the ACB convention?
6: Well, the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind had its conference convention this past weekend, Thursday evening until Sunday, and we finished at about 11 o'clock Sunday morning, so um Stop me anytime. (laughs) We had um, Thursday night, we had our general business meeting. We had uh, game night, which consisted of a trivia game. Uh, Friday, we had a couple of things. We had a described movie, which I don't remember what we saw, but I liked it. Um, I can't remember the name of it. That is what I'm saying. I should have looked, but I didn't. But if you didn't like described movies, you could always play and win money in an audio darts tournament. So, I don't know. Has anybody ever played audio darts before?
2: No, but I, play I darts. have. How do you play audio darts, Doug?
6: Dave has. It, um, I think the board makes noise and you throw darts at it. And uh, you can tell by the noise it makes whether you get scores or not. Like bullseyes, one noise, and, you know, whatever. I don't know a lot about it since I don't play. I value people's lives too much to
2: play darts. Yeah, I don't want to get hit by a dart, please. Thank you. <laughs> when well,
6: well, the board
0: talks... Day.
2: Yeah, the box. You know, oh,
0: yeah, it, it it tells you you know what your points are and all that kind of. It, it's pretty neat the way it works. It's just a little bit expensive to buy one.
1: Yeah, yeah. We checked the price of them; they're pretty expensive. It was like twenty five hundred bucks.
6: But we had dark tournaments and we had teams, and not only that, but um, one of our contacts here in Pittsburgh got a hold of people that do darts as uh, sighted people in Harrisburg. And they showed up at our conference and they blindfolded or were blindfolded just as all of our contestants who can see are. And they played darts too. And what do you know, but the local uh, ABC TV affiliates showed up. So there was some coverage of the dart tournament that we didn't expect. That was kind of neat.
2: Wow. That's pretty good. So what, before you before you go on, Doug, I was just with the games. What were there significant issues that you guys talked about that affect the blind community at the convention? I know they always do something something like that. Were there any big seminars on either transportation or accessibility or anything like that?
6: Well, um, I'm, I'll, I will get there. But our conference theme this year, and we have a theme, and then we develop speakers around that theme. And PCB, of course, is Pennsylvania Council of the Blind. But this weekend, PCB was peers challenging beliefs. And um, so we had our Saturday morning program was all based on that theme. And we had speakers that uh, talked about that. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit.
1: Um. Sure. Trivia. What kind of trivia?
6: Um, this year it was uh, called Believe or Bust. And there were teams and they would make statements and you would have to decide if those statements were true or false. And the team that won actually won money. So there was a prize giveaway for that, too.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
6: Um, anyway, we also had an exhibit hall uh, that was open Friday from like 9 until 5 and Saturday from 9 till noon. And there were lots of local uh, blind vendors there. There was somebody there that sold... Um, salt and pepper shakers and things that had Braille on them. Um, you could buy uh, iced tea glasses or wine glasses and have them, you know, with a Braille message or whatever. Um, there was a guy that sold uh, his handmade pottery, uh, you know, stuff like that. There was an IRA table there. I think Sprint had a table and some other blindness organizations also had tables. Uh, our own chapter had a, had a table and we sold, um, you know, those iPhone pouches that you can wear or it's not an iPhone pouch, but it's a pouch that you can put your iPhone in or whatever else you want to put it in, in it and you can wear, it, you know, around your neck. And so the phone's in front of you. Uh, we sold those and we sold some iced tea glasses and stuff, things like that.
2: Oh, wow, that sounds pretty good. Was it was it well attended, Doug?
6: Um, a little bit less than some years. Uh, this year we had uh, it was over eighty. I think maybe eighty two or eighty three people. Um, last year we had over a hundred, and it was here in Pittsburgh. Um, not sure what happened, but uh, we're hoping to rebolster that uh, attendance. Um, so, but it was it was still still nice. Um, you know, lots of uh, good interaction. You know, it was good to see old friends, things like that.
1: Well, that sounds like fun.
6: So Friday afternoon, we had our technology team do a shopping presentation. Uh, They talked about shopping apps that we've all talked about here, Uh, you know, Shipt and Instacart and uh, using your Echo device to shop and things like that. Um, And so they presented that. We had somebody from Guiding Eyes talk about traffic and traffic patterns, those kind of things. And then we had breakout sessions, one on social media, uh, how to get started with it, with Facebook, with Twitter, with whatever it is that you, that you like. Another on a, um, a thing that we do call access docs and it's making documents accessible using the DAISY format. And we had a presentation on that, and then we had a low vision expo on uh, you know, newly, uh, newly blind uh, people, you know, like what it's like to go blind, you know, things like that some of the attitudes and experiences that you have. So, and that's what we did Friday afternoon and Friday night we had our auction and that was three big hours of lots of things. Uh, we gave, we uh, had on auction, we had stuff like um, homemade cakes and pies. Somebody had a homemade, um, um oh boy, I can't think. I know Jesse, Jackie uh, Wissinger, who listens to ACB radio or with, who listens to the legend, she brought some homemade stuff. There were some iced brownies. There were cookies. There were all kinds of good stuff. And there were also electronic things. Um, our local chapter had an Amazon package that had a Fire Stick, an Echo Dot, and an Amazon gift card in it. We gave, uh, We had a Sanji and PR-D17. That's the talking radio. We had the Bose frame sunglasses. We had some jewelry. Um, there were all kinds of things at the auction Friday night. And I'll stop there and we'll... Uh, anybody have anything to say or...
1: Fun. Um, especially... Those auctions are fun, especially if you get in bidding wars yeah. and so forth.
2: And and people all over the country could bid on this stuff, that, that Doug, when you, when you had the auction, on, it was on the internet so that you get... Did you
6: get could we published a phone number in advance so people could call in, and I used some patch cables and patched uh, the the actual auction into the iPhone so that the people on the phone could hear the auctioneer, and when they wanted to bid, I would put them live so that people in the room could hear them. So we did get people. In fact, Mitch Pomerantz won the radio; he bid the highest bid for
2: that. And if I'm not mistaken, he's out in California, if I'm not yes. mistaken.
6: Yep, yep. I do
2: like that
3: radio. That's I really like that little radio.
2: Was transportation also brought up at the convention, Doug? And then, did they have any seminars on either Uber or Lyft or the future of transportation or, or problems for people who are visually impaired with transportation? Did that come up at, at all?
6: We didn't this year, but we did talk about traffic and problems that we have with traffic. Uh, roundabouts, for example, were discussed a little bit Um the what's called a floating bus stop you know what that is it's no. it's um <clears throat> a lot of cities are developing these bus stops that are on the island in the middle of the street so around you are bike lanes and whatever else and then there's the bus stop on this island and buses that stop there could be like four buses that stop in a row and it's figuring out which bus is yours can be the problem so we talked about that um here in Pittsburgh, our local chapter had a meeting with our city planners and gave them input on things that we'd like to see. Um, and they're hoping that they can get some sort of app developed or some system developed that we could notify. Uh, say, if you were at one of those bus stops, you could say, I'm waiting for the 15L or whatever the bus number is, so that the driver would know that you were there to look for you. So it, it's neat things like that. I mean, uh, they are challenges, but if you are proactive and meet with your local officials. You can find ways to solve them.
4: Have you guys, do they have speakers on your buses that announce which number they are when they pull up? Yes. We have that, but most of them are
2: pretty much
4: unintelligible when you're waiting there.
2: (laughs) You know, we do have speakers that do that in Albany. And we also have a thing that's uh, uh, called the Navigator, and it talks, and it doesn't tell you every bus stop. Although they did try that for a while, and people passengers complained about it. But what it does is it tells you uh, the it tells you where the uh, key stops are. So, for example, when I'm going downtown to Albany, it'll tell me the key stops that it's going to. And when it gets to my downtown stop, which which is called 10-Eye Plaza, which is really uh, the name of the building that's on that State and Col Street in Albany. Um, it it lets you know what to, it lets you know what's going on, so you know when you know when you get to the stop. So, do you have that in your area, Tim?
4: Um, no. What I use for well, sort of for that is Nearby Explorer, especially if I'm on a route that I'm unfamiliar with, because it is really accurate as far as t- telling where you are and things like that.
2: Uh, Chris, do you want me to uh, unmute? I think yeah. I Believe Gail has her hand. Hold on a second.
1: Gail has her hand up, and, and I see that Tanya's here.
2: I think Chris got muted. I think she got muted, which I didn't do.
1: <laughs> well, Gail had her hand up, and then we'll get to Tanya.
2: Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can get to her, Bill. Oh, God. Okay, maybe you can... Maybe... maybe Did you update your Zoom, by the way, Chris?
1: Okay, I just unmuted Gail.
2: Go ahead,
7: Gail. Uh, is, the, is the state convention going to be streamed, Tim? I know I'm going to be there because we're the host chapter, but I was just curious about that.
6: Tim must be muted. Oh,
4: sorry about that. I was. I muted myself. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, the state state convention will be streamed. The link is, uh, if it isn't, it will be in the next few hours up on our webpage nfbmn.org
7: I know we're the host chapter, but I was just kind of curious before.
4: Yeah, and uh, actually our stream is 14,674,000 is with, with dashes in between is National Federation of the Blind of Minnesota and that's wow. all you need um,
7: That's what I thought because I thought that's the way it worked before just, Yeah. Thanks a lot yep.
4: And i can tell a little bit about
6: well i don't know doug are you Uh, we still have saturday to go and then yeah go ahead um so after we did the auction of course we some of us went to the bar and did whatever (laughs) but anyway um saturday morning we had excuse me our peers challenging beliefs section and we had one of our members thomas Reed, r-e-i-d he has a podcast called Read My Mind, as in R-E-I-D, My Mind. And, um, if you haven't checked that out, you really should. Thomas talked a little bit about, um, he was someone who lost his sight later in life and had to redirect his energies. And he lost a job and last year and how he dealt with that, uh, things like that. And then how he got involved in podcasting. So that was an interesting, um, presentation. After that, we had Kristen Smedley, who has a site called thrivingblind.org. She wrote a book about raising two blind children. She has three kids, and two her two boys are blind. Her daughter can see. And she talked about some of the challenges that she and they had, uh, and uh, that was interesting. And then we had Stephanie McCoy. Uh, if you've heard of boldblindbeauty.com, uh, it 's a fashion site that has lots of nice videos and fashion tips for people who are blind. Um, a lot of people don 't think blind people care about fashion and how they look, but we do obviously and uh, Stephanie talks about how she got involved in creating that website um, so if you haven 't checked that site out, you probably should it 's uh quite good. Then our afternoon session was <clears throat> excuse me our uh, team reports. Uh, treasurer's report, and elections, and we have new officers this year. Um, my wife, Christine, is now our state president, so <laughs> she starts January 1st, and I'm filing for divorce January 2nd. Um, <laughs> just kidding, of course.
2: Um, you better hope she's not listening, Doug.
6: <laughs> she's in Harrisburg at a meeting, so I know she's not. <laughs> um, but seriously, um, we we did that right Saturday, and then Saturday night we had our banquet, And our banquet program was um, a person that used to be involved in ACB governmental affairs, Day Al Mohammed. She has uh, researched and put together a film called The Invalid Corps. And it's about people who were injured during the Civil War, who basically guarded Washington because all the Union soldiers were everywhere else. And it told how people with disabilities contributed to the Civil War. And how that same group was on the train uh, after Lincoln's uh, President Lincoln was shot. Uh, That same group was on the train with his cavalcade that toured the country and uh, before he was laid to rest. And it was very interesting. If you like Civil War stuff, you'll like that. Unfortunately, with the archive, we won't be able to play the the movie that we showed because we did show the movie because of copyright uh, issues. But you will be able to hear the discussion we will put up archives. Um, we did stream the conference, and it's going to be archived as soon as I can do the work to get that done.
2: Very good. So there was no rest for you during the during the convention because you were busy doing all the audio for it. So did you have, time, did you get, have any time to have at least some fun for yourself, Doug?
6: I usually don't in these things um, because I'm always on call, so that's just the way it goes. Headphones on with uh, – The audio from the conference, and then an iPhone uh, headphone also in one ear, listening to the stream to make sure it's going. So I'm hearing everything over and over and over. (laughs) When you're
1: running something, you just don't have time to do anything else.
2: Exactly. I hear you. I know uh, uh, Bill has his hand raised, Chris.
1: Yeah, what I want to do.
2: i'm afraid because i'm afraid to touch my computer now that's right. well
1: what i will do is we'll catch bill and um anything doug anything else doug has to add okay. and you're certainly that's free about it. to hang around you know sunday okay. we had
6: our breakfast and we remembered those members that we lost this year uh who passed away and then we had like a question and answer thing. Like, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? How can we improve? You know that kind of stuff.
2: That's and a good idea. And the crap com- Sh- up Was Shelly? I, I forgot her last name, but she's been on the coffee club. Was she oh, at the, the convention? Uh, I don't think so. Okay.
1: Anyhow, we're gonna go to. I'm gonna unmute Bill in just a second, and then we're gonna take the ad break and get the second one out of the way so we're not running them too close together and then we'll come to tanya and donna uh yeah can you hear me yes
8: yep. okay uh back to the bus thing i try to get on that we we're still on that subject uh here in chicago they put in those new floating islands here but you're not allowed to chase down the bus to the back all buses Announce so they got the speakers in the front and ours are clear announce what number it is and what route it is and the bus has to stop at every every bus if there's three buses in a row they got to take the turn stopping at that floating island or even on the street bus stops they cannot pass you by you don't have to it's against the rule here to chase the buses down because they've had too many people get injured trying to run past people to get to a bus behind it and of course those floating ones you're in the middle of the street so you really can't do that and our buses here, I don't know about the rest of here, but our buses here, if they announce every stop on the bus, it's automatic. Every bus stop is announced before you get to it. Or let's say, for example, we'll say State Street, and then if you're going east um, down where I'm at, the next stop would be, say, Indiana. Well, as soon as it leaves State Street, it says Indiana, and then as soon as it leaves Indiana, it says the next stop.
2: Well, that's good, Bill.
8: So I didn't know if you guys, I know you guys said you had speakers on your buses. We've had speakers on our buses for a while. And, but you don't have to chase. I know Doug said something about if you're in one of those floating islands and there's three buses, you got to listen for the one you want. Well, they're not allowed to pass you up here. That's good. That's really good. You, you, can't, you can't chase the bus down. It's just, in other words, if you do if you chase the bus down, even on a street stop, and there's downtown, space, you'll get three four buses in a row, and it's still curbside stopping. If the bus you want say is the number four behind the number two
2: that pulled up, you're not allowed to run back to that one. See in Albany, you have to wait. If there are four buses in, in a row, yeah. and your bus is the is the one all the way up behind, you have, you you have to run back to the other bus because they no, they, no, they, they, can... will not, they will not stop. They will not. Uh, no, no,
8: they have, they have to stop here. They're not. You're not allowed to run to get the bus.
2: You can you run back
8: them. if you want to, but if you run into somebody and knock some older person down, or even a sighted person does that, you're you're. You could be sued or liable. That's the rule. Where they stop that because to me, people getting hurt, running back, running down those bus
4: lines. Minneapolis okay, has, we're, uh, has changed go. Oh, go ahead, Tim. I was going to say Minneapolis has changed that for some of the downtown stops where they have multiple buses stopping. They have moved so that like one number bus will stop at the end of the block one in the middle and one at the beginning and that oh, is yeah, they do that to the here with too with some that. stops
8: right uh-huh. they do that on michigan avenue a lot of the stops are that way Otherwise, other yeah. words say your number say just say your number four is at the beginning of the block say your number six is in the middle of the block and maybe your 22 is back at the other end of the block across you know on the same side of the street but almost the next block down.
1: Okay, we're going to move on to the break, and we'll continue afterward with whoever has anything, and also Donna and Tanya.
4: I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores.
6: And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit smokybear.com, Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent
4: wildfires. Hope you
1: enjoyed your meal. And I just want
8: This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals and Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals and Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org.
9: This message brought to you by Meals and Wheels America and the Ad Council.
2: Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on there. I couldn't hear anything.
2: Yeah, we did draw all the commercials here. <laughs> all, it was working no, out I don't think
1: we did. Okay, I'm going to go to Tanya and Donna. I'm going to unmute them.
0: It's a fun job.
1: There. I think I got everybody. Hello. Good morning.
6: Good
1: morning. So you all have the NFB convention coming up in Arkansas. And I've certainly been to a few of those, but I thought you might want to talk a little bit about what people might expect at a convention similar to that.
9: Well, don't jump in here, can <laughs> Okay. It'll be a little... I'm okay. kidding It'll be a little smaller. Um, uh, I guess one thing that's different is we, um, one thing we do have a little trouble with here is getting uh, vendors. Uh, I thought it was cool some of the vendors he talked about. We don't seem to have very many. We used to get more vendors, but a lot of them now won't travel unless you have a bigger group. So sometimes that's a problem. We have a couple. um, That's been a little bit of a problem. Uh, We do have some issues, like Jeff was talking about, that are going to be brought up this year. One of them is that our governor here has done a, you know how they do those reorganize, consolidate things every few years when they get a new governor and they have to flex their muscles. He moved to the services for the blind. And general rehab and apparently when they did all that they didn't do all of what needed to be done and so at the beginning of the quarter their money didn't come down all these students and people in training uh, were told by their counselors they might have to pull out a training or maybe they should go get a a loan (laughs) things like that it was kind of bad Um, that went to the cap agency and it it's been a pretty big mess. So we do have the head of the cap agency because apparently most of the consumers here don't know there is a cap agency, even though they should and they should be being told. But a lot of the counselors don't seem to know either, since they didn't bother to tell people that was an option. There will definitely be a discussion about that, um, and then we have we have some newsline issues that we want brought up this year um, Tanya and I are both on the Friends of Arkansas Information Reading Services board here and um, our, our past director set up another number so the local papers are on one number not on Newsline anymore and that's totally confusing and it's ridiculous and there's some things like that going on that people keep asking us about and we're not getting good answers but our uh, national rep this year is Mark Riccobono so since he's going to be here we thought it might be a really good time to get the new director of the agency and him and all of our people that want questions and maybe we can get this kind of worked out and fixed you want to talk about some of the other ones? Can I ask Donna one yeah. question
2: because those people are not familiar. You said the CAF, CAF, is an agency that people weren't familiar with. Can you just explain just a little bit about that?
9: Uh, That's the Client Assistance Program. All rehabilitation um, programs have to have somewhere you can file a complaint, basically. So you can get a mediator or someone else involved, and that's a service that has to be available. It's supposed to be printed on everything when you sign your initial plan, when you sign your application and all. It's on there, but they should be telling people, you know, if you have a problem, you can go here and get help and all that. But not only do the consumers not know it when all this happened with the training and this big fiasco, but apparently the counselors didn't seem to know it because they never even mentioned it and apparently seemed kind of astonished that there was such a thing, which was not real good at all.
6: <laughs> I have a question. Uh, it's Doug here. Are you going to stream your conference or have you done that before?
9: We haven't. We've talked about it. Um, we really don't have anybody that, I, I mean, that on board that's able to do it. They, they, They came up with an initiative, apparently our state president said recently, to help a smaller state stream and all that. But it was just discussed like a couple weeks ago. So it's too late for us because ours is the first, second, third of November. So it's too late to do it.
7: We usually do
9: record some. Right. We we do record some and we do get them to play some of those sessions on the um, radio reading service. But that's really about all we can do at this point.
4: I was going to say they just uh, got their own server nationally, um, right. around, around the first of the month, so
2: that's yeah. But then the, the problem is all the affiliates have to have people who understand how to log into it and right. have to have and the equipment payment. to do the streaming. Yeah, that's part of yeah. the problem. Um, yep. Chris, did you want? I think I think you wanted to have Tanya talk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When, whenever she's ready. I'm on, Tanya. You're not scared, are you? I know Tanya's not shy. Where is
2: she? She's not muted.
6: And tell me again when your when your uh, convention is.
9: First, second, and third of November. Week get not this weekend, but the next, and it's in Hot Springs at the
6: Embassy Suite. And um, do, you, do you have a website, or how do people register?
9: We're not doing on-site registration because we're in the middle. We've been revamping our website because they wanted them done in Drupal, which has been a huge problem for us because no one around here does Drupal. Everyone does WebRest or whatever.
0: Yeah.
9: Um, we've, we've been trying to find people to do it, and everyone we talk to doesn't do Drupal. Tanya's been trying to do it. with She's gone to the training and finally is getting some help. So the website is pretty much up to date now, but we don't have it fixed where we can do the registration online. I see her here.
1: She's unmuted, unless she's got herself muted on her iPhone. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, there she there is. You are. Yeah,
9: there you are. Go ahead, Tanya. We hear you. about some of those sessions you're doing? She's doing some really oh. a cool one.
0: Um Are you uh, hearing us, Tanya? Yes, I, I hear you.
9: Um I'm sorry, I I was sick. Oh, I'm right. sorry. Yeah, we hear you.
1: Can you help her out a little bit?
9: Sure. Um we've got we do some hands-on all the time so people don't have to sit there and be bored um, just listening to speakers. We're also going to have, like I said, we're going to have um, President Riccobono here this year, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, I did talk to the radio, their, uh, newspaper in Hot Springs, and they sound like we're going to get some coverage on that. Maybe they'll interview him and all that. Um, we've got um, this director new director of the state services for the blind who bless her heart walked into a nightmare a lot of stuff she's getting blamed for was her predecessor who chris and tanya and i all worked with and we know what a nightmare that was um so she's trying yeah, that's to dig not out, good no she's trying to dig out from a huge hole that the previous director created so it's She's going to be there. Um, The industries for the blind people that are here are going to, they want to talk about their low vision clinic and their hiring and they want to talk about that. We have some of that going on. But Tanya came up with a really good idea um, about like doing home repairs and just general things around the house that people a lot of times don't think about that they can do themselves. So we're doing kind of a tool time thing, kind of like Kim Turner, sort of, except. We're all bringing some of our favorite tools, all the people on the speaker committee to talk about and share. And then we're inviting people in the agenda to bring things that they use, whether they're specialized or whether they're not, just that they found super helpful for kind of things that they do, trying to talk about some of that. And then we, we always do a session kind of like Doug talked about. Um, Tanya's sort of been the head of that one where we talk about apps and different things that have come out in the last year or so and then we kind of go over some of the ones the favorites that people use because you always have new people that don't know about them <clears throat> so um we're going to be doing one like that and those are we kind of have someone direct at the session and have things they're going to discuss and then we like leave some time for people to share other things they found that maybe everyone else hasn't found uh, that kind of thing um we're having a, well, we have a banquet Saturday night and an auction, and then Friday night we don't have a specific thing, and so the chapter at large, which is our chapter of all of us who live in the fix, and don't go to a chapter meeting. We meet by telephone, teleconference every month. Um, we're going to meet at a restaurant there. We're going to meet in the lobby, and anyone, everyone's invited to kind of a um, get-together, because A lot of people in our chapter don't really even, haven't even met each other because we meet by teleconference. So that's about our only time to meet in person every year. So we're going to be doing that at Smoking in Style, and we've got a room reserved there. So I guess a lot of the same kind of thing.
1: Well, that sounds like fun. I like the tool idea. That's kind of unique.
9: That was Tanya's idea, and we thought it was a good one.
2: How do people yeah, get to I your convention? Since it's in Hot Springs, uh, uh, what kind of transportation is available in Arkansas for people to travel to these conventions? <laughs> I'm sorry I not asked much. the question. Well, <laughs> not much.
9: There's off carts and you can walk. Um, no, I'm kidding. There, uh, From some places, there's a greyhound. Um, let's see. Uh, if you live in a few places where you're real fortunate, you might be able to get Uber. There is Uber in Hot Springs and in Little Rock and in Fayetteville and a few other places. Most of the rest of us are still struggling with that kind of thing, trying to bring our communities up to the modern day. Um, a lot of people hire a driver, share rides, sort of like Uber, except you got to find your own driver. So we get real creative around here about how we're going to get places. Um, so Don-
2: Donna, are you from Little Rock? Is that where you're from?
9: Now, I live in Malvern, which is um, 45 miles south south of Little Rock and about 25 miles from Hot Springs. Okay. And Tanya is in Lone Oak, which is toward Memphis. Um, how far are you from Little Rock, Tanya?
1: Don't know if you she's... Loser. Okay. Well, oh. she, Tanya's about probably, I would guess... Thirty minutes, maybe.
9: Thirty, yeah. She's she's on I forty toward Memphis. So. When she
1: can, if she wants to rejoin us, I think she's here. But she, just raise your hand, Tanya, or text me, and I'll unmute you because I know she's it's not, not doing nervous. well today.
9: No, she's having a bad morning. I hate that. Caught her well, on a anyway, bad day. Yeah, we're we're on a lot of our that's why we have an at large chapter because so many like our chapter president lives in Hollis, and I can't even tell you what county that's in. Um, we have people from Northwest Arkansas that call in and all over the state, Royal, and I mean, towns that are just really smaller than Malvern and Lone Oak even, so. We meet by a teleconference meeting every month, which has worked out really well for all of us. But like I said, it's funny because we've got people that maybe didn't even make it to the chat to the convention last year that are coming this year that we've never any of met in person. We've so just I, talked to them in these meetings for months.
2: I guess we're kind of spoiled here, Donna, because it sounds like at least in the state of Arkansas, transportation is for those who are visually impaired, uh, which is a necessity here in New York State, of course, uh, in, in Albany, it's pretty good, and of course, it's, depending on where you are. But transportation initiatives in your in your state really are are challenging. Is that for, is that what I'm getting? Is that's what I'm, that's what it sounds like? Oh yeah,
1: Arkansas is rural, and of course, any rural Real state rural. is going to have problems with that.
9: Little Rock and then Fayetteville area, Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville up there has pretty good. I mean, it's not great, but they have. Some. In the town I live in, we have. A system that's kind of like Paratransit, only it's also private pay, it's both. Um, unfortunately, with all these new Medicaid initiatives, the private pay of us seems to be getting tossed down to the bottom of the heap sometimes because they have to honor all these contractual agreements for Medicaid and all, and then if they get short, those of us who are not under those, we sort of have trouble sometimes um most trips, even locally, you have to book at least a day in advance, and if you really want to get there, you probably need to do it more than that. Um, long wait times, and they only run from 6 in the morning until 6 in the evening, Monday through Friday. There's nothing on the evenings or weekends. You just have to find people, <laughs> hire people, I, I guess, I guess we're people. spoiled
2: up <laughs> I guess we're spoiled here in Albany, New York, or in New York State, because uh, we have Star Service, and that runs... Depending on the bus line you're on, essentially, it runs up until 11 o'clock at night every day of the week or most of the time. So that's not that. I guess we are right. spoiled without power transit. We this have system.
9: no fixed route. What's interesting is all these places that have all the transportation have all the delivery, too. And um, we have nothing delivered here except pizza. Only a couple of the pizza places deliver. And I've been trying to do, like, Instacart and some of those, but none of those are here yet. We They'll deliver. They do Instacart in Hot Springs. And they do Instacart in Little Rock and all, but um, every time I try to do any of that delivery stuff, it shows in your nearest location is like Central Avenue and Hot Springs or something.
2: How about Uber and Lyft? Do you have of, any of that? Do you have any Uber or Lyft up there where you are at all?
9: I taught my son-in-law into trying Uber because he was wanting to raise some extra money, but I don't think he's going to stick with it. He didn't go into it serious enough anyway. There's another lady in town who they say does Uber, but... She only does it if she knows who you are. And I did get someone to, to tell her about me and introduce. And then you're supposed to call her ahead, though, because she won't do strangers. She's apparently afraid of strangers. But I've called her a couple times and tried to book trips, and she never calls me back or gets on. So we're still I'm seriously looking and trying to recruit Uber drivers like a serious Uber driver.
2: Ah, oh, understood. Okay, hey, Chris, we have someone in Denver, Colorado, Marianne Migliarelli. M- 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 I
1: see that, and welcome. I'm going to unmute you now. Okay?
5: Hi, guys. Um, I am in Boulder, Colorado, and I noticed you were talking about conventions and such. I just wanted to tell you guys, first of all, it makes it very hard to work in the morning when I'm streaming you guys. The content is wonderful. So thank you guys for that. I work in, uh, in a hotel here out, out, of, out here in Colorado, and uh, I'm also on state board for art, and NFE affiliate. We are going to be having our convention uh, uh, next weekend. And we have an insanely crazy busy convention. I'm jealous because Marco Cabono is not coming to us, but we are having (laughs) folks from Texas for ours this year uh, at our convention. And uh, definitely, life in Little Rock certainly sounds quite a bit different than what we have out here in the kind of Denver Boulder region. Totally, kind of a different feeling. Wow. Uh, it's kind of amazing to me that somebody would be an Uber driver and say, "But you need to call and schedule me." And
8: because that's not really how
2: Uber. That's not really how Uber works, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Marion, I did want to say yeah. that that we that one of the guys who I know is listening to the meeting and he's not uh, not on online with us, but he's listening from work is your your brother Jr., who I know personally.
5: Absolutely, he's the one who told me to start paying attention to you guys, and then and I we're both uh, and I and my husband Paul are good friends. Shelly, whom you guys know.
2: And oh, I don't Paul. know Paul because he's a ham radio operator, and I used to talk to him when he lived in the Hudson Valley years ago.
5: That's right. And Well, and I was – I said, you know JR, you know I'm from upstate New York. I used to actually help plan um, New York State's NFE convention for years, and now I'm out here in Colorado, and I help plan our conventions out here. And I'm our chair. We are actually streaming our convention next week.
6: You said you will be streaming? We are. Yeah. Oh, awesome.
5: Colorado streams every year. Uh, and uh, we may even be using 195 The Globe for extra content.
2: Oh.
5: Um, I, I'm not sure how that's going or not. Uh, my, my job is to sell everything. It's to gather and sell.
2: <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about Boulder, Colorado because I know that's like really when they talk, when I do the radio news I talk about the ratings for it rent Denver and Boulder as one market to say. And how are the transportation I- issues or there are there a lot of issues for you guys out in Boulder, Colorado?
5: Well, um we are a college town out here, so there are lots of buses that run especially while the college kids are in town. Uh, we, we have amazing bus service while the college kids are in town on weekdays. On weekends, it gets a, you know, a little more spotty on Saturday and a lot more spotty on Sunday, kind of thing. But we have a very active Lyft and Uber community. And no, we don't need to call and schedule to, to, to <laughs> not meet a stranger. Um, as a matter of fact, I rode this morning on a, a Lyft ride and I shared with one of our CU football guys who was headed out to practice this morning at seven o'clock in the morning. I was like, well, you're going to practice. I'm going to work. I'm not sure which one of us will have more fun. But uh, it's it's an interesting town. This is a very, very young, vibrant town. This uh, boulder is apparently one of the most educated uh, towns in uh, in America. We have one of the very highest college degree populations in the country, which is very interesting. But it's a very politically, it's a very left kind of a place. Very, very go green kind of a town um and a lot of young and energy. We um on the weekends, of course, transportation definitely gets a little more spotty. So uh, those who take buses all the time, it's you know we we don't have nearly as many options, or uh, things run, you know, that once every half hour, once an hour. I remember the Albany bus that ran once an hour. I have one
2: <laughs> where I live out in the West. Well, it used to be West Albany. I was in a colony, and my bus during the week runs once every forty-five minutes. Thank God that I have Uber, Lyft, and Star. What about Instacart? Do you? Do you guys have Instacart and things of that nature for shopping? We do.
5: We do. We we actually used to even have uh, some of the stores actually do their own delivery stuff separate. Uh, but now they've a lot of them have gone to Instacart. So we do have uh, several of the markets and stuff that do Instacart. And of course, uh, as some other people can definitely uh, commiserate with, I'm an Amazon Prime junkie. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, um, and we have, uh, we have the prime, we also have the prime uh, same day, which is really nice for a lot of things you can do Amazon fresh Direct, or the fresh directs kind of stuff and have a lot of stuff same day.
2: Yeah, we may get that here at Albany, New York, because they're building a fulfillment center in Amazon and Green Island, uh, and that's under construction now. So when that gets built and up and running, we may get the same thing here in Albany, New York, up there at Marianne.
5: Absolutely. Um, we, they they built a big Amazon out here, um, and uh, unfortunately, it's not close enough to me because the pay is pretty darn good. <laughs> so I <would> have considered <laughs> it. Even though I love hospitality, I love what I do, but money is money, but I'm not willing to commute two hours to get it anymore. I used to commute two hours to get it, but I don't anymore, and I make myself not have to.
2: Now, I just got a message from your brother. What is the, the, the name of your guide dog? My dog's name is Uno. Uh, Uno. That's it. Like Pizza Uno. I got it.
5: Uh, that's right. Like, it's like Uno's pizza. He, he, or, sent me the me- or, he sent
2: me a text. He always sends me text messages during the coffee club. You should understand that, Marianne. So.
5: I'm not surprised. <laughs>
2: i told him i was
5: i called him yesterday he called me back but i was dreaming the opry live last night last night was the opry go pick so it was all a huge concert for breast cancer so i was like i'll call you back and then i got to being 11 o'clock at night out here so i'm like i don't think i should call him at one o'clock in the morning probably his wife would not appreciate me
4: go ahead go ahead tim i was just gonna say Marianne, i i'm good friends with a lot of people from colorado like uh uh, Tom Anderson. Well, he's not there Toasty. anymore. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was my roommate at the Braille School for many years. So, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Chip and oh, trying to think who else. But anyway, uh, a lot of fun.
5: I remember you joining us on the 195 The Globe uh, conversations at oh, the convention.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And uh, I I should probably real quickly mention that uh, well I, I it did sort of get mentioned that the NFB of Minnesota's convention is this weekend.
6: Yeah, I was going to ask you more about that in a, as soon as we got you know finished with the other ones. I didn't want to with the other people that were live here. Um, yeah, I was no, that's ask fine. You more about that is, is that cool? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: Donna, did you have anything else or anything?
9: I don't think so. Um, The only other thing we're doing kind of interesting this year is um, we have a lot of people that don't, that we have a lot of new people coming this year and some younger people, hooray. And um, we asked Mark Richabono to kind of do a little basic why you should be a member and history because a lot of people haven't read any of the books or anything. And as a part of that, I've been digging up some Arkansas history, which has been interesting because, I've talked to some of the few old-timers that we could remember that are still around, that kind of thing, and um, been digging up history and just things that happened here that were interesting. But all these names that keep coming up, some of whom we're not going to probably go into. I don't think he'll like it to. One of the Ralph Sanders was from Arkansas, if y'all know who he is, but we're not going to tell anyone that. (laughs) No,
1: that's for sure.
9: But it was just interesting talking to some of the older, I mean, I'm getting up there too, but old, a little older than me, and I joined the NFC in 96, so I was trying to get people that were here in like the 70s and 80s and all, and it's been really kind of fun for me digging up history and all to, to do that part, because we have some really interesting histories here. Uh, apparently, the, the NIB facility here, which was Arkansas Lighthouse for the Blind was one of the first ones that actually went to um, at least minimum wage for all physicians. that We're trying to get this date, but I think it was probably like early 80s or before. And the NFC was involved in that, and also the AFL-CIO, and they had a huge, uh, like, demonstrations and all kinds of stuff. So we have some really interesting history, and that's been kind of fun.
5: You know, as you're touching on that history, you might consider reaching out to Peggy Chong, the blind history lady. I'll bet you she. I hadn't thought some, of it. She. Uh, she's a very delightful lady. She's here in Colorado. She's actually doing a seminar at our convention. But she has done some incredible
9: research on. I have her. Not just I have NFB her history. emails. Yeah,
5: and it's not just NFB history. It's just blind people in general wow. from from. The way way back from the 1700s, oh, yeah. 1800s, and so on. I didn't even know I'll we had to blind do that. people in Congress back
9: in the. 1800s. <laughs> oh yeah. I was looking. I was trying to I'll look s- up the radio reading service stuff, and I stumbled on the Minnesota Talking Book or the Minnesota, the first. It says online the first um, radio reading service sort of program in the country was Minnesota. I was yep. reading about that the other day.
4: Started January 1969. Awesome! So it is their their fiftieth anniversary this year, and yeah, uh, are pretty pretty good organization. I mean, pretty good setup. And they've been right. in, uh, their twenty four hour a day service. And Seems like my
9: minor I was three in college, so I like I love the history stuff. So this is kind uh-huh. of fun
1: seems like I remember seeing things about the lighthouse in some of the early, well, not early for the monitor, but some of those around 1980 Braille monitors.
9: Right. Yeah, I think it's about 80. I, I've i been calling people that I could remember who were still here that were involved back then and all. And unfortunately, a lot of them are gone, so I've had to really kind of, we're trying to piece some of this together and... I've been pulling up some on Google and everything else. So it's been kind of fun, though. But I hadn't thought of Peggy. I will contact her. Yeah, definitely
5: do, because she's got some fascinating stuff out there.
4: And she's actually living in Colorado now.
2: Yes, she is. I see Gail has her hand raised. Can I unmute her? If
1: you can, or I will.
2: Gail, are you there?
7: Yes, I'm here. I remember when the radio talking book started. I guess it was an experiment at first. The state services was trying and it went over big. I remember these radios, they were plastic and they <laughs> and, and they were um, it was a subcarrier of St. John's, Minnesota, St. John's University, and the crosstalk was terrible sometimes when we were like listening to the newspaper and stuff like that. You might remember some of that, Tim. I'm not sure. But some of the crosstalk would bleed over so badly that <laughs> if it had the digital stuff then. But it, and sometimes it was, I had to turn it off and not listen because it was so bad. But I'm glad that Minnesota started that though. I really am glad that they, you know that Minnesota took a plunge and decided to help us out so we could get newspapers and books and magazines and stuff like that. And at that time it was like um, six o'clock in the morning to one o'clock the next morning. It wasn't 24 hours then. It was six o'clock in the morning, one o'clock the next morning, and then it was off the air until the next morning. Hmm.
0: I just wanted to interrupt for a second to uh, let everyone know that you are in tune with the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Right now, we are broadcasting live from Altoona, Pennsylvania, through the facilities of Indianapolis, Indiana, and everywhere else. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you want to give the Zoom call-in numbers?
1: I can do that. And then we have a raised hand. I'm Joe, Yeah, uh, so we'll get to you in a second, Joe. The number to call in is 646-558-8656, and the code is 848-725-450. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound as instructed. And before we forget, we want to... Thank everyone for chiming in on the conventions, and anybody that has anything to add, certainly feel free to do that, and we can go to Joe now.
6: Hi,
2: Joe. Okay, hi. Go ahead,
6: Joe. Thank, thank you very much. I, I used to live in Minnesota, so my excitement, I, I remember so clearly when the radio talking book started, uh, State Service for, for the Blind, and I... I, I think Minnesota was the second one. I'm not sure, or, or or the first one, but definitely an 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 innovator. And as Gail said, the crosstalk was terrible. We, I, we tried to listen to the morning paper, but over the crosstalk was Garrison Keeler's morning show. So, it, but it 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 is a very successful and actually a great service for 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 us blind people. That is that is for sure. But you you press the memory
4: button. So thank you so much on the coffee club for for that.
1: Well, you're gonna mention, welcome for that. I
4: was gonna go ahead and maybe I should go over real quick a few of the things that we're doing at our state convention.
6: And, and Absolutely. There's um, a couple more too, so go right ahead Tim. Okay.
4: Yeah. Um well, Friday is kind of a kind of a breakout session day. Um we're going to be doing what they call uh, non-visual skills fair which is where we have people demonstrating how to do uh, things that everybody does that that they do independently like helping with uh, household chores and things like that and also we're going to have vendors of products for the blind and, and kind of like an exhibit hall but also other demonstrations. And uh, also on Friday is our student uh, division meeting and um, an employment seminar. And uh, those are some of the breakout type sessions that we're gonna have on Friday. Saturday, our main session days. Whoops, and we're getting kind of a weird echo here. Um, Anyway, like a report from the state agency and the Library for the Blind and Blind Incorporated, which is our state uh, national federation of the blind training center for blind people, rehab training, and um, of course the banquet and then Sunday morning is um, pretty much a business type meeting and, and reports from chapters and things like that. So, and that's all going to be streamed. So, if you go to nfbmn.org, you should be able to find the link for streaming. And there's links for uh, regular iOS and, and uh, Windows Media Player and, and all that. So,
6: who does much- streaming? Well, me. <laughs> you also run the uh, audio of the conference itself, too, or? Yeah, pretty much. So,
9: can so. we recruit one of you to move to Arkansas so we can stream? <laughs> we need a well, streamer.
4: <laughs> well, your weather would be better than ours right now. I think.
2: Yeah, you'd uh, love like the weather. 33 degrees here. Hey, Donna, can I ask you a question quickly? Where is Hebrew Springs, Arkansas? I almost got a job at a radio station back there in 1977.
9: It's between, well, if you go out of Little Rock, you go toward Conway, which is about 25 miles, and it's up, you catch a road from there that goes to Hebrew Springs. I'm not sure how far it is. There's an awesome lake there. We used to go swim. My family, I grew up just outside of Chicago, actually. And we moved here when I was 16 because my dad was from Arkansas. I'm sure Chris remembers because they all talked about me when I first got here. I didn't understand anything I said.
1: I do.
2: No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't they take the job me, because... Okay, oh, I'm would, sorry. Donna. It would
9: be out. It it's probably 40 miles or more from Little Rock. I didn't. Take, it, I didn't. Very take
2: rural. The, I didn't take the job because my my father looked it up on the map. He says, Jeff, that's in like nowhereville. You're not going to find any transportation. You're not going to have a way to get back and forth to work. So I, did, I didn't. You
9: probably could have found someone, but you'd have had to do like we do: scramble for an independent, or run an ad, or ask at church, or pay somebody, or whatever. Um, and have
1: there, a second but... person lined up Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's you the radio. A fa- they, they don't
2: they don't want to hear that the transportation didn't come that you got I to be know. there you don't have a choice so
9: i always i have a rule here anytime i have anywhere i really need to go there's always a plan b as if plan a doesn't work you better have plan b ready so it's a good idea but it's, it's really pretty. I mean, it's a pretty rural area, and there's an awesome lake there. I mean, we used to swim there, and people boat and you know water sea and all that. But and there's a nice town. It's probably ten or eleven thousand people, maybe. But but it's small.
2: Understood. Hey, Dave. I wonder if you're going to do your demo at some point here.
1: Well, we're going to let this go on as long as it wants to, and then when we get to a spot, if we still have time, we will. And if not then we'll save it.
6: I've got a couple other questions for you, Tim. Is that okay? uh, Dave and Chris. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Tim, with your audio, um, do you guys use the hotel stuff to run the conference or do you bring everything yourself? How do you do that?
4: Um, We've lately been, it's kind of either or, uh, this hotel has pretty decent audio equipment. We actually had our convention there last year, uh-huh. which is kind of nice so that you're actually sort of familiar with things. Um, uh, but they actually had pretty decent mixer and all that, that, um, I was able to take off of.
6: Nice. Yeah. We, we bring our own and pipe into the hotel's, um, Overhead system. In other words, they have uh, their amplifier and stuff in the back and we just plug a mixer into it. And um, I've got a I'll try to not be too technical, but we've got a little device that tones down the audio so that it's not too loud and and all that. But we do our own. Uh, It's a little bit cheaper that way because hotels charge a lot for that stuff. They really do
4: yeah ours ours is pretty i mean we have actually just some hotels brought oh well, there was one hotel that wanted um four hundred dollars a day yeah. to rent their pa system yep wow. um, and so we brought our own that day and actually that, that was the easiest conference i've ever had deal with as far as because i knew exactly what i had all that it was it was really nice so sometimes I wish we could do that all the time but it is a lot more work for the people that are hauling things and all that kind of stuff
6: yeah and and I don't know about you but when I get there if I don't have an exact system in place you know how you start to set up and you start thinking oh am I going to get this done before everybody's here you know that sort of thing
4: yeah (laughs) yeah and then you run into things like oh like last year they happened to Uh, You know how a lot of hotels will only allow you to be connected to their Wi-Fi for 24 hours? Yes. Well, their 24 hours was up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Whoops. (laughs) Right at the beginning of the afternoon session. and so
0: Well, that wouldn't be any fun.
4: They pretty much kicked everyone (laughs) off the Wi-Fi, and you had to restart up by entering all the information again.
6: And some hotels have bad Wi-Fi. Ours was outstanding this year. I can't say enough about it.
2: It seems like it's getting better in the last couple of years. Yeah, it has to be because they have to be able to compete. If if it's going to be bad, no one's going to want to book conventions and stuff there, right? I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I suspect that
4: Zoom might have a lot to do with that. I mean, because a lot of for conferences now, Zoom is being used for by a lot of people, and you have to have really good audio or really good Wi-Fi for.
6: and a lot of people now are streaming video in their conferences too so yeah
9: this summer at the national convention unfortunately we were away from the stage. but i think that was the worst pa system or whatever they had at mandalay bay of ever we actually finally had to start listening to the stream at our table to be able to hear what was going on because the audio was so it was just uh, unbelievably awful i mean you really couldn't understand it it was so disordered in the room
2: wow no that's not good no it was bad <laughs> where, <laughs> we were is that, happy. <laughs> where is nfb's <laughs> national convention going to be coming up ne- uh, next year houston. um houston yeah I, w- I was told that the state convention for new york state mm-hmm. is going to be held in albany new york yet albany doesn't have a local chapter but that's what that, that's what i was told so i don't know if that's true or not but yeah last, that's this a good year way to build here. one sometimes
1: you're gonna have to pause for some spots.
0: And we'll be back shortly.
7: Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's gonna teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start uh. all over. Socks going first, then shoes, right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops, the rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with money ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head?
6: Most parenting's hard to do
2: in just two minutes
9: here to text for them. It might be a little do do awkward, okay? but believe me, you'll
6: live. Do do Learn more right? at stoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National yeah. Highway Traffic yeah. Safety Administration.
9: We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment.
4: On immediately know the sudden signs.
6: Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ed Council.
0: And we're back.
1: That I think. was the pause.
4: Yep. Pause for the cause, as to say.
6: And we've got a couple other conventions to mention too, if you want, if you have time for that. That's look. Okay. This weekend, uh, the Washington Council, of the blind, uh, affiliate of ACB, they're having their conference, uh, starting Thursday night and they stream theirs always. Um, you can go to wcbinfo.org and, uh, they have a program link that you can download it in Word document or just read it as an HTML doc in the web. And they've got some interesting stuff. One of the things that they're going to talk about is the 2020 census and the accessibility of that. So that might be an interesting thing uh, that they'll discuss. Um, But their full program list is there, and they'll be on ACB Radio Live event streaming. And um, the Michigan Council of the Blind Convention is also this weekend. I don't have their program schedule, but they, of course, they have their own Internet station, MCBVI Radio .com. If you go there, you can listen to their convention live, and it's in Port Huron, Michigan. Uh, so those are just two. Boy, that and uh, those two, plus you, Tim, we've got a lot of listening to, to do this weekend.
4: Yeah, it should be, should be fun. I'm looking forward to convention time. I always enjoy it. Can you multitask, Doug?
6: Uh, I'm going to wear two sets of headphones, one in one ear and one in the other, and kind of like go back and forth. <laughs> but i always like to hear what people are doing and that way we get ideas for stuff that we do uh, you know it's, it's all about sharing information and uh you know that that kind of thing
2: you know new york have st- you new got State an
6: extra not- headphone oh,
0: go ahead. I'm sorry. just in case what's that dave have you got an extra headphone just in case <laughs> yeah.
2: you must have a, you must have a hundred people. pair of headphones
1: We thought people might enjoy just kind of sharing some ideas. And also, people who haven't been to a state consumer convention, that might be some of the things they can expect to find there.
3: One cool thing about going to the convention sometimes is that there's big vendors there. Sometimes you get more time to look at some of the products than you do if you go to a national convention. It's not so busy.
6: Oh, yes. Yes.
2: In New York State, though, I said to people at ACB, well, why don't we think about streaming and doing all that stuff? And they're very narrow-minded. I said, we don't need your New York City attitudes here. But I don't know what New York City has to do with it. But they're very narrow-minded in the Capital District when it comes to this kind of stuff.
6: Well, one of the things about streaming is it, it does make people aware of who you are and what you do. The other part of it is that if you go, there are things that can't be streamed when you're doing three and four sessions at a time. So you miss out on opportunities of being there live and getting your voice heard. So I would say if, if you, whatever your affiliation is, NFB, ACB, whatever it is, um, I would suggest that you check out one of your local uh, uh or your statewide affiliate conventions. Uh, if They're a little bit less overwhelming than the national because the nationals, they have like a thousand things to do all the time, tours and and even the vendor hall is more packed and and everything. And on the local level, you get more of a local feel, and you really do get more time, as Jennifer said, to do stuff.
2: Uh, I believe we have have uh, two hands raised. We have uh, Bill in Chicago and Marianne in Boulder, Colorado. Let's
1: let's go to Bill. He was first. I'll get him, Jeff. I'm right here.
2: Okay.
8: Yeah, nothing. only thing I want to ask, the Donna in Arkansas, this is Bill in Chicago. Are you the one that purchased the Walmart card from the ISBVI? auction last year?
9: Muted. Oh, yes, I'm the one.
8: Okay, I thought you were. I just wanted to make sure. I looked up your name your last name. starts with a W. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> I just, I was just curious. I heard your voice as so well. I, I <laughs> talked to you to make sure you got it. And I saw that's oh, yeah. her, I think. And I, looked Actually, it up, I and sent I saw it to it.
9: my, my da- uh, granddaughter, uh, sort of adopted granddaughter in Texas. Had a birthday coming up, and I sent that with her birthday off so oh, she could
8: okay. go all shopping. Right. I just did. No, nothing important. You guys have got an interesting conversation going today. Okay. That was all.
2: Thanks, Bill. And then we have Marianne the Boulder, Colorado.
0: Okay, we're working on that. Got it. Go ahead.
7: Sorry, about that I that. it was taking a second to
5: unmute. Um, I just wanted to share if, uh, if folks want to know and do uh, want to click into the Colorado Convention, uh, we are starting on Thursday night with a Western Halloween-themed ball. Which should be a good time. Lots of people all dressed up in characters and such. And I uh, plan to use an IRA agent and maybe go live for a little while and get an IRA agent to describe costumes and the party and some of that kind of stuff. So, folks want an interesting. Uh, I, I find that a lot of times Halloween isn't nearly as enjoyable until we put some eyes on the prize and uh, get some good descriptions. So, I'm planning to share some of that out on Thursday night. <gasps> Next week. Uh, Friday, we have a morning exhibit hall type of thing. We do have quite a few good vendors coming in. We have uh, a resolutions committee, of course. We have a big general session, and then the afternoons on Friday and Saturday, and actually in the Friday evening, our breakout sessions for us. And we're doing something a little different. Instead of having just our like, longer division meetings, we're having shorter division meetings. And we're having a lot of really cool workshops and things that people have decided that they want to do. So we're doing uh, one of the ones that I have to speak at on Friday is a workshop on uh, posture as a guide dog or cane user. And um, there's going to be a chiropractor and other such things, and to talk about how you know your body can get sore and what can you do uh, to uh, be a better a better body uh, while you're your king or your dog kind of thing, so that's been part of it. Um, we'll have the Blind History lady. we'll have our sports and rack. we have our parents division, our, our uh, blind parents and our parents of blind children, which are two totally separate things for us, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, on Saturday, one thing that I'm excited about, because they, they encouraged us to propose a lot of interesting things and see what got taken. There's one whole session that's all different blind entrepreneurs that are all, um, you know, like a Tupperware lady, a Mary Kay lady, a, uh, there's a bunch of different different people who are all doing sessions on what it is to run those businesses as a blind person. And uh, My husband and I are actually teaching a, a class on improv we're going to teach people how to do better communication, whatever, you know, on this, on the street, public conversation, kind of stuff about blindness through using skills of improv to do that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's we're, we're doing a whole bunch of interesting, some of that stuff is going to be streamed. I don't, I don't know how much, but I know our general sessions are streamed. Norma Crosby is going to be our banquet speaker. And I hear she's an absolutely wonderful lady. So it will be fun to meet her. Um, we will have crazy fun with our auction and such like that. Um, we, always, we always get to do a progressive auction on a $100 bill, which is entertaining, if nothing else, just to watch people outbid each other by a dollar. But it makes an incredible amount of money for the affiliate. Uh, and that's a fun kind of thing to run. Uh, we just we'll have we'll have a bunch of fun stuff. I think our agenda, if it's not already up, will be up shortly. And our streaming is going to be at nfbco. for those who want to be entertained next weekend with a crazy convention.
1: I think that session with the blind Tupperware lady and different people like that, that that sounds interesting. And I'll, I'll have to say, once I did go to a Halloween party dressed as a Braille labeler, I had a dial on my head made out of split peas on cardboard, and somebody actually tried to turn it. <laughs>
0: Is that why you have those dots all over
4: your it, face? It
1: wasn't a movable dial, but it was—it was pretty cool.
4: We, yeah. had, uh, we have uh, an interesting little uh, item on our agenda. I saw that it's—it's. Uh, it's, uh, It's about a blind Scrabble player that, and the world of competitive word play. I guess is the way it's listed, and I think that'll be interesting. Nadine has been playing Scrabble for many years, and of course uses a Braille Scrabble board, and she does it. uh, enters a lot of uh, uh, state and national contests for Scrabble. Yeah, I love to play Scrabble. Yeah, so do I. (laughs)
9: We have an has her hand to play raised.
4: With. I'd rather play poker. I was going to tell
9: y'all, we did um, a couple of years ago. We started on Halloween night. And it, well, we started the day before, and our banquet was Halloween night. And we did our banquet as a costume, costume banquet. And I think we had some really interesting costumes, but I think Tanya's was the funniest. She was a nun. And if you know Tanya, that really is funny. And uh, she called herself Sister Mary Jezebel. She went around and blessed people all night. But it was we had some really cute costumes, and we had a costume contest and all that. And it was fun to do that. So I bet your costume ball will be fun. We're doing one other
5: interesting thing. When you you mentioned Scrabble, it made me think of it. We have an art room every year because we we are very blessed in our state. We have Ann Cunningham who does a lot of stuff with tactile art. And such and so each year for several years now we've had an art room at our convention and this year we one of the things we're doing in the art room is the um, is Lego sets
9: because oh, wow. there
5: are several sets of Legos now that have braille instructions for how to build uh, I guess they do braille and possibly audio I don't know as well but they are now doing some braille instructions for how to build certain things out of Legos so we are. Uh, and I think the adults are almost more excited about this than the kids. I know I. I'm
9: like, I My youngest daughter was a Lego. My youngest daughter's thirty-two now, but she was a Lego maniac. She must have had five or six buckets of Legos. It's just she was always building.
1: Let's catch Ellen quick. She's had her hand up for a while, so I'm going to unmute her.
0: Maybe.
3: Uh, Go oh, ahead, is. Ellen. Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how well it's been because I've got a new therapy, so I don't know how well it sounds. Anyway, we used to do the state at the uh, MCM, oh, oh no. No. that was nice. However, we, our affiliates, our ACB affiliate is small. We really don't have to do anything, so we had to ask about but um, it this was kind of what well, elected what well, we did two. We had a leaf a week and then that was um, Thursday night and then Friday was our big day and at least four uh seminars and different uh personal we had our breakfast that night. And then uh, Sunday we had a breakfast call for the alumni of our school. And that one I was actually kind of fine, so I mean, you know, it's just a nice little weekend. We just can have the like, or the money or,
1: cash. the to, it. to do it. So. Okay, thanks, Ellen. We had a little trouble hearing you, just so you know, for future. Um, you were pretty low there. Anybody else have anything about conventions? You're a
0: dog. I hear a dog. Well, well
2: that's... that's dog. I do not say anything.
0: What do you think about the convention, dog? Hey, dog. i let the dogs out.
1: <laughs> Jenny, you had mentioned last night, I think it was, that you had something you wanted to talk about a little bit.
3: Well, I was just curious... With winter coming on and all the snow and ice and everything, if there were things that people found were helpful to keep you from slipping on ice, that really worked so that you could actually walk and
6: right I know there are... were
3: talking about something that I thought was interesting.
0: There are some uh, gizmos that you can put on your on your shoes or boots. Um, there are. Yak tracks is one. What is the other one, Chris?
1: Um, They're just cleats, I think. They're just just the regular cleats and yak tracks. Now, yak tracks you can get with little cleats or without. Yak tracks go sort of in a capital... X shape across the bottoms of your shoes and they stretch over the heels and toes and there's usually a velcro strap so that if they should the elastic should pop off of your shoes you don't at least don't lose your yak track. But some of those have just springs that look like well, they're all they almost put you in mind of a stretched out screen door spring. Yep. And then they have little cleats. Some of them have little cleats on them. The things I, the thing They're I like, spikes. Yeah, the thing of. I like about the ones without the spikes is you can walk on a wood floor with them if you just pick your foot up and set it flat down. But they don't work as well on ice, although they do pretty well in snow.
0: Yeah, the, ones, the, spi- the ones with the with the spikes. Um, they are fantastic on ice.
1: Yeah, they are good they on are
4: ice. They are good on ice, but you certainly don't want them to come into somebody's hardwood floor, would Right.
1: <laughs> no, I bought a big, uh, water, I forget what they call it, it's... Some big rug carpet thing that's for water that I put out in our garage, and that's where we take our we shoes off. We usually leave them on our boots all winter, and that way we don't have to put them on and off all the time. That's what I do too.
2: <laughs> hey, you know I have a bad back. Maybe if I if I lie down, you can take those spikes and walk over my back, Chris. Is that? You know. Well, <laughs> yeah, that a lot I of holes so. in it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't. Help it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tim, you, you guys have a lot of snow. Have you found anything any different?
4: Nope. Those are... Uh, I use the ones... I have the ones with spikes. By the way, um, at least the ones I got, it came with replacement spikes also.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. A
4: bunch of extra ones. I'm not sure how many extra. I've, I got them in my desk drawer. I haven't lost any yet. <laughs> how
2: do you put them on if they, if, if they need to be replaced? How do you replace the spikes um, in those things? I think you just... Um, there's a, a top
4: piece and they go through a hole in the rubber part of the, the, the thing, and then the bottom piece, and you put them together like you would a snap. I don't know if you oh heard, okay yeah, I understand whole thing.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
4: And I don't know if they recommend you crimp them with pliers or not. I'm not real sure because that's the way you do snaps. But yeah, stay tuned
0: for tim's demo
4: <laughs> yeah yeah maybe <laughs> how, I, to, yeah. how to
1: replace the spikes
2: yeah <laughs> uh, maybe you should think a well, right. demo and, and, as you walk and slog through the ice in minnesota and you can uh, tell us how it's working but, uh, assuming you don't fall on trip or anything like that
4: by the way or- the the uh the ones with the springs they do work pretty well but if you walk on a tile floor you really have to watch out. They are really slippery.
1: <laughs> if you wear them to say Walmart or someplace like that, yeah. they are slippery. How
3: what about one what of those a... things people call
2: snowshoes?
3: Is that more like for skiing or something?
2: I thought snowshoes are like tennis. Like they look, they I've feel like a tennis rackets. A, yeah, they feel oh. like tennis rackets a little bit when you wear them, and you kind of slide along the snow. And, you know, that's what I did when I went when I was snowshoeing in the State Park in, in Syracuse.
0: They just have a different type of
2: uh, treads on them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't really walk. You kind of slide through the snow with those. To watch
1: with the ones with just the springs, if you happen to set your foot down wrong... They will start to slide a little bit, so you have to be careful about how you set your foot down. If you set it down at an angle, those little springs will want to slide. Will they damage
2: the carpeting. In my, I, my apartment's fully carpeted in my living room and my bedroom and the hallways, except for the kitchen, which is like a uh, hardwood floor. Will they damage the carpeting, those spring things? No. I don't okay. think so, no.
1: I don't think the spikes are even long enough to damage the carpet, not on these.
2: Okay. No, but
0: they're... Yeah, they're just I mean, short.
4: Certainly with hardwood floors, They would scratch. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry about that.
0: So I thought maybe we could go to Doug's house and walk on his floor.
6: Uh, Chris might not like that. That was supposed to be a cow, but I didn't mean to have that go over <laughs> uh,
1: Now, I will say... Um, for those of you who might want to know, these Yak tracks come in colors, and they also make clear ones, which I like.
2: Yeah, that's right. And didn't they sell those on QVC? Because I remember that they, they did sell yes. them on QVC yep. at some
4: point. They do. So. Yeah, and they probably will again this year. They, they bring them out in November usually, I think. Are... I like well, I
3: remember most... a few years ago they they were saying there was going to be an ice storm, and all of the sporting goods stores here and every place was sold out of them.
6: Yeah, I always hey, Jennifer, when is Bill expected uh, to arrive?
3: About 10.10 this morning. He should land.
6: Ah, so he should be home pretty shortly then.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: because it's 10.39 right now. So, uh... yeah.
3: Wind his way through the airport and find a ride. He should
2: be home, then... Well,
0: until he gets his luggage and stuff, yeah. that may delay it a little bit. Yeah. Are you going to cook him breakfast in your new oven?
1: No, I might have to.
3: Hey,
1: Chris, I gotta he might he might stop by the uh, souvenir place and buy a jacket.
2: Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. He might <laughs> go to the gift shop. You know, and I I got to ask you a question, Chris. I don't really like checking my bags underneath if, I, if I'm going to be going for a short trip. Can you recommend a, a suitcase or something that I can travel with to carry on the plane? I know that some airlines do charge you extra for that, but you know what? Like...
1: Um. Let's see, I got us some from QVC, and I can't remember the name of them. I got them a couple years ago, and they're they're really nice. They have two sizes. Anything, though, that is small enough to fit in the overhead, I mean, you know, doesn't have to be a certain kind, but these fold up, so when you get to wherever you're going, if you're going to be there a while, you can unpack your stuff... And then you can store them under the bed or whatever because they're all, they are all—they fold up almost like a briefcase or something. They kind of look like I'm that.
3: Traveling. I don't want to get any more wheeled luggage that doesn't have four wheels on it. sure is nice when they have four wheels. It's so much easier to pull
2: or push. Well, I can understand that. Uh, something that because if you can see what they're doing now is if you if you want to travel around the airport with your with your luggage they have these motorized things that you uh, that that you don't have to push the the, the suitcase it just runs run, runs on its own uses a battery uh, to power it so that's uh I don't know if a, I don't know if it would be usable for us who are visually impaired it might get away from us I wouldn't want <laughs> wouldn't want that to happen
3: Taking your luggage through the airport <laughs> you
2: know you know that's that's what that's what they were talking about.
0: We have a, a couple of
2: raised
1: hands. Let's go to Bill. I just unmuted him. Okay.
8: Yeah, uh, Jeff, I got a friend that does a lot of traveling, and, well, he's sighted, but he did not like to carry luggage through the thing either. But he's found out that if you got to get yourself an extra set of clothes, that you really know where you're going, what you're going to use and he UPS' them to the hotel. You make arrangements with the hotel ahead of time. They'll accept the U.S. package, and when they get there, it's closed, all he has to carry on is his personal stuff, like medication, razor, toothbrush, stuff like that in a small bag. And then when he gets ready to leave, he just packs his stuff back in the UPS box and tells the hotel, he calls them, and they, they ship him back to his house. Or if he's going to Fred, only- he does the same thing.
1: The only problem is some hotels will charge you to store.
8: Oh, I know, but you have to check and see what the price is. It's cheaper yeah. to, than cheaper than to pay the extra for the luggage on the plane. That's what he does. He said that a lot of times it's cheaper for him because sometimes it has gone a week or four or five days. And he said it's cheaper for him to just UPS the stuff, his clothes and that's there. And then he doesn't have to worry about checking or packing funny them you mention that.
6: Sorry, it's funny you mentioned that, Bill, because uh, when I would go to Indiana to visit my sister and then Bill Sparks, before I would visit Bill Sparks, I would ship my dirty clothes home from my sister's house so that I wouldn't have to carry them around.
8: Oh yeah, right, sure. Because <laughs> I mean, the rates of the airlines charge you now for the luggage. Yeah. It's it's, it's cheaper sometimes just UPS or stuff.
6: Yeah. You know, you- oh. Good.
1: Sorry, Bill, I did that. Uh, I'll come back to you in a minute. Have you, had, when have you we, ever
2: had your luggage lost? I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: When we flew last year to Adonna's and Tanya's and Judy's and Ann's, I, you, well, I think I USPSed a box to Tanya's house because that was the first place we were going. And it had a bunch of stuff in it that I knew we would use up while we were gone, like all the kind of coffee we wanted so they didn't have to buy that and a bunch of stuff that I knew we would use up and I wouldn't be shipping back. So I put it in the car when we went from place to place and when we got to Ann's house, that was the last place we went, we had used it all up by the time we left and I just threw the box away and we didn't have to fool with an extra piece of luggage or anything.
2: We do have some hands raised and I think we have Mary Ann raised. So, I don't know if we want to take Paris first. And okay,
1: then. I took, she's ready.
2: Go ahead, go ahead, Marianne. Go ahead.
1: Well, she was
5: about that. I muted
2: and then I got one. Yeah, but see when you do that, Marianne, then then it screws things up if you do that. Okay. And I know you're busy working, but that's mm. it's hard for us to do to get you on that way. No, Go no, ahead.
5: you're it's fine. Um I just I it looked like it was still muted, so I didn't know if it was gonna unmute. Um it was the phone was frozen. Uh, as a somebody who works in hotels, there's a couple of things that I've seen people doing that are kind of interesting as far as shipping luggage. Uh, yes, we do accept a lot of boxes and uh from people who ship out their clothes ahead and we actually don't charge for that in our hotel the other thing i've seen people do especially business people are doing this thing called ship my closet which is sort of like you you uh arrange with this particular company you have you know, numbers of clothes or something like that, uh, that you know exactly what's in a wor- you know, your wardrobe on this system. And you you choose all the things you want shipped to a particular place. You use it in that place and then you ship it back to the closet place. They clean it, they take care of it and so on and so forth. And then it's ready for you the next time you're taking a trip. It's the most fascinating thing.
2: Well, I'll tell you, learn something new every day. Hey, Mary, I know you talk about working at the, what do you do at this hotel?
5: I do reservations, uh, some group management, guest relations. I'm the, uh, the PBX operator for the hotel. I basically work for everybody. <laughs> Whatever they all tell me, that's what I do.
2: So you're kind of a jack-of-all-trades.
5: Something like that, yeah.
2: Okay, I'm just curious.
5: Yeah, it. it's what I do. My job is to make everybody happy some way, shape or form.
2: Joe has
0: a hand raised. Go ahead, yeah. Joe.
5: It
3: actually, he's Speaking for me, actually, <laughs> because I wanted to apologize for earlier. I did not know how well that was coming through. But anyway, um, at, as far as luggage goes, we use or I have luggage on wheels. And, and since I use a wheelchair, I just I just fill it up, put it on the back, put my other duff hole on the back of the chair because everything's got handles and it just go in the um I, all I have to do is we only check two bags when we go, to, like, to conventions and stuff. like. So that works out okay, and then everything else is carry-on, but it works out all right.
1: You could get a wagon and pull behind you with all kinds of luggage.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that would be a little <laughs> bit more bulky. <laughs> nice idea, though.
1: Or a wheelbarrow, old shopping, those two-wheeled shopping carts. <laughs>
2: Yeah
1: right. <laughs> hey, that's not an old lady shopping cart. I used to have one of those. <laughs> I think the big
2: problem with flying Actually, today we, is, is all the security you gotta go through, and that's such a hassle sometimes.
3: Yeah, that's why I, I pack the way I do, because you we have Joe's stuff, you know, and then mine. So we've got. That's why we have. We just check only two suitcases, and the rest of it is carry on. It works out okay. Well, when I'm lost, paranoid because I want to have all medicines and stuff like that in the carry-on just in case my luggage gets lost. So actually we pack. do that. I always try to pack my medicine and some underwear and socks and things like that in a carry-on. And make sure you taste. tip the
2: agent who helps you out of the airport. I gave the agent a nice tip, and she goes, "Hey, you know, there's a McDonald's here. Your flight's about 30 minutes away. Why don't you? Well, I'll take you to McDonald's and you can get something to eat."
1: I always I tip well for that, really but they good service. Take my money.
2: <laughs> no, they took my money, and the lady said, hey, I'm hungry, too. I said, well, I'll pay for your meal as well. I didn't have a problem with that. Well, I always asked her to buy them a cup
1: of
3: coffee.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, I got a, I got a question for you, Chris. Uh, I got a message from uh, JR in Albany, and he's, he said to me, Jeff, I'm very hungry. Are we going to have a recipe today? Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we...
1: yeah, we can have a I, recipe today. I know we today. don't have time
2: for the death, but
1: <laughs> that's okay. I thought you well, could give we'll us a recipe, the... because
2: we're both JR and I are quite hungry.
1: We'll save the demo because um, we're kind of running out of things to demo, so we'll save that for another week. That's just fine. Uh, We had decided as long as this topic went on and, you know, we could carry it on, we would just do it. That's why it's
5: free for all on the coffee club.
1: That's right. (laughs) But the recipe today is going to be one for chili and it's just a super easy recipe that uses a lot of supermarket shortcuts. Now, you can buy chili seasoning mix and that kind of stuff, and it's good. But I usually don't have that when I want to make chili, so I do cook a lot, so I do have some spices around. But I use 2 to 2 pounds of ground meat of some sort, browned. You can use beef or chicken or turkey. One 16-ounce can of chopped tomatoes, undrained. One 6-ounce can or... It, I think it's actually bigger than 6-ounce. It's a soup size, so it might be 10-ounce of Rotel undrained. One 6-ounce can of tomato paste and two cans of... Two tomato paste cans of water. Two 19-ounce cans of red kidney beans. And I drain them and rinse them. They just seem like they... I like them better that way. And the kind I use... The brand is pr- called Progresso, and they don't go to mush in the slow cooker, which is nice. Uh, two 11-ounce cans of tomato juice, a dash of garlic, onions, Ever how many you want. You can use fresh, or you can use a couple tablespoons of dehydrated, or you can use about a half a tablespoon of onion powder. A tablespoon of chili powder and a teaspoon of cumin. And I just mix it all together and put it in the slow cooker and let it go. Now, yesterday I was gone during the morning, so I put it in the slow cooker. And it's actually the Instant Pot, so instead of letting it go four hours on normal, I just put it on what they call less. There's three settings. There's less, normal, and more. And I just put it on less and let it go and it still brought it up to 190 degrees everything was already cooked in there anyway so i couldn't see that it really mattered it just needed to simmer a little bit but that was the recipe i picked out for today and we actually ate most of it yesterday
2: yeah we killed it And uh, and so, what are you going to be doing for lunch today at Red Robin? What do you guys have for
1: lunch at Red Robin? Well, today we're ordering Red Robin through DoorDash, which I am very thankful to have because we had nothing at all until last Thanksgiving. So I'm happy to have the three that we have. And we're going to have... I'm going to have a teriyaki grilled chicken with pineapple sandwich and sweet potato fries. And Dave is going to have... The, I think it's the Red Robin Gourmet Cheeseburger with Steak Fries. And, a, and he's an gonna egg ha- on that burger. Yeah, an egg. And he's going to also have a bowl of clam chowder. But the one thing I noticed about Red Robin, we wanted a side of onion rings to share. And you can't get them by themselves, neither as an appetizer or as a uh, side. So I thought that was interesting. You can only order them as a side with the sandwich. And had I known that, I would have ordered them as a side for one of us and gotten the sweet potato fries extra because you can do that. But I didn't know that at the time, and I didn't want to go back and redo the whole thing. So that's what we're having.
2: Oh, I'm always hungry whenever I think about your place, Chris. You know, oh, man. (laughs)
3: Sweet potato fries will be good. Do they give you dipping sauce for them?
1: Oh, they will, but we didn't. We didn't ask for any because we don't usually. We don't usually use that anyway. I'll tell you something else that's good, and that's their short or tall stack of their dough rings. They call they're them. Good. They're good. They are good, and oh, they're real good. When you go but to we the restaurant, get any of sometimes those today. you can
2: have unlimited things. They have like I think they give you extras on, on onion rings, or something. I forgot what they do because I haven't been there in a long time. We have they have
1: bottomless fries. Yeah, that's
2: bottomless fries.
1: Yeah, bottomless fries is what they
0: have. Yeah,
2: believe me, they're bottomless. Is.
1: What, Jenny? What are the dough rings? The dough rings are like little mini donuts, and they're covered with cinnamon and sugar, and they're hot. Oh, they're good. they are
2: excellent. I've had them before. (laughs) They are are so good. They are really, really good.
1: You can get a short stack. It has four, or a taller stack has eight. I'll
2: go eight. Yeah, we have one more uh, (laughs) raised hand from, uh, what's his name? Bill. Bill.
1: Okay, it's going to take it's the second bill you got him
8: jeff i
2: think so okay go ahead bill yeah you're there yeah go ahead okay
8: the only thing i'm gonna say when when she ordered red robin she ordered the order and she meant chris mentioned already dave's gonna miss his bottomless fries
1: that's
0: right
8: (laughs) well
1: that's right
8: yeah that's the thing i like about red robin the bottomless fries (laughs)
0: the bottomless fries (laughs) well i did get i did get some steak fries Oh, okay, that's, yeah, that's good,
1: right? Yeah, I don't think he'll starve.
0: No, okay. <laughs> well, that would have been better yet if I could get bottomless steak fries.
6: Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah, maybe DoorDash will Wouldn't do that have just- bottomless fries for you.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, we've, we've been trying back. to <laughs> figure out how to get Red Lobster to do endless shrimp for us, and we hadn't got that figured out <laughs> yet, so I guess we'll have to, we we have to, to go. Do you to your
2: fry supply with, with more fries from your really you know what yeah, right. you know i like right. red lobster i like those what do they call those those cheddar biscuits or those cheddar rolls yeah, cheddar bay oh, biscuits uh. yeah those are awesome those are really good and they and they're on grump up and they and they do deliver here and they're right near me i live in an area of, in colony on on uh that every single restaurant is is no more than five minutes away so i've got every like Macaroni new grill red lobster olive garden um you know all these restaurants chili, um uh, Hooters, every kind of restaurant you can think of on Wolf Road here is just minutes away from me. That makes it really easy to go out to eat.
0: Well, one thing I want to know if if Doug is still
1: he's still here. here, he's here.
0: Um, yes. is where to get quieter keyboards? These computer keyboards are driving me crazy.
6: I don't know. Um,
0: it's awful noisy they're both both of these keyboards are noisy
2: I think they just have to go to the like Best Buy or someplace like that and look for computer keyboards and play with them because so, that's how that's what I did when I got mine that's,
6: that's what I was gonna say is go someplace and look at them because I don't care what they say online once you get it you're well, you're not stuck with it but still it's more of a bother I think something like keyboard you should look at.
2: Hey, uh-huh. one quick question before you go, Doug. Um, we were talking about this on your television. So were you able to hook your key, your USB? I mean, your uh, Logitech keyboard to your t- Toshiba TV? Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, and it was a, for me, at least for me, it was just plug and play. I plugged it in, and the computer, <laughs> the TV, recognized the keyboard without me doing anything. So exactly, yeah. No, it's set up. Uh,
1: for tuning I'm in, turn today. my other mic on.
0: <laughs> there we go.
1: I got. Want to thank everybody for tuning in today, and especially the Doug for coming and being a guest and talking about the convention, and Donna also. And we hope Tanya feels better. And Marianne. Marianne, yeah, Marianne was new, so welcome, Marianne. And anyway, we're going to stop now so that we can run the spots for the hour and tim will take it over right after that